0: Welcome to The Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. What is synergy? It's what people create when they come together with other people. Humans are powerful creatures when they're alone, but the things we can do when we come together are even more powerful. Our capacity as souls is infinite for the simple reason that we have a body, a mind, a heart, and a spirit. When those four things come together to create a soul, they can work together with the same focus and intention, and they are dynamic. Now, the literal definition of synergy is the interaction or cooperation of two or more substances or entities to produce a combined effort greater than the sum of their separate effects. But what does that mean in a practical sense? There's a popular expression, the total is worth more than the sum of its parts, and that's especially true about people. Humans become exponentially more powerful when they are united in thought and intention and volition, because everything they're thinking and feeling at all times will affect the other person, the other people. Their mutual energy intensifies. My show is about becoming more personally powerful and mindfully proactive, both when alone and with others. Now, I'm a certified MBTI practitioner and licensed relationship coach. I've been in practice for 20 years, teaching people how to be successful in their lives and their relationships. I decided to specialize in conflict resolution, teaching people more effective communication techniques. The way we communicate lays the foundation for the success we have in all of our relationships, personal and professional. And the quality of our relationships will have a direct impact on every part of our life, simply because people are everywhere. Now, today, I'm going to be talking about sexual harassment and how not only to avoid it, but also to prevent it with the things that you say and do. By the end of this episode, you'll not only be able to identify the kind of people who use sexual harassment as a weapon, but you'll also be equipped to stand up against it. And you will also know how proactively to prevent it. So, ladies, I'm mainly talking to you today, but men, gentlemen, take notes. This is very important because it pertains to you. As long as there are going to be women in your life, which will be forever. You are going to need to know how healthy, strong, proactive, and confident women behave so you will know how to identify those good quality women in your life and draw them to you. And that way, the synergy that we create when we come together as men and women will be beautiful. Now, thinking about sexual harassment. I've talked about it before on my show, but this is going to be a little bit more specific and more detailed because now the workforce has changed many times in many ways over the years, and it has saturated the social environment of the general population. In the mid-50s, feminism really started to influence American society when women started to work with men. And at that time, social boundaries were an issue in more ways than one. Feminism was a very important social force because women wanted to be treated with respect and dignity, and they absolutely deserved it. Then the professional world became a different environment because women through the 60s and 70s began to play a larger role in different positions in the workforce. Not only did a job still need to be done, but mandatory personal interaction between men and women in that setting, also demanded adjustments and modifications on the part of workers when it came to things like speech and behavior between employees and the employers. The bottom line, whether anyone wanted to acknowledge it directly, men still don't see women in the same way that they see men. They think about women differently. They feel about women differently, and that will always show in the way that they treat women differently than the way men treat men. Okay, so just take a step back now and think about it in this context. Nature is a powerful force, and women create and stimulate feelings in men that are extreme and intense. Now, this is potentially in a good way and in a bad way. There are things that we love and we hate about each other. Let me just start out by telling one of my favorite jokes that my son told me as a a teenager, and I haven't been able to forget it. The Spanish teacher was explaining to the class that in Spanish, words are feminine or masculine, and so you have to put an article in front of them, el or la. Okay, well, it was an adult class, and one of the, the men raised his hand, and he said, is it el computador or la computadora? And she said, well, you know, just kind of jokingly, well, do you think it's more like a guy or a gal? And he said, oh, no, I'm not answering that question. That's a loaded question. And she said, you know, what? we're going to make a game out of this. We're going to have some fun with this. Men sitting over here, women sitting over there. Let's talk this out. Do you think this, this machine is more masculine or feminine? And the men start laughing and they're joking, talking to themselves. And she's like, what are you guys talking about? You haven't even said anything yet. And they said, no, we already know this thing's a woman. And she said, well, why would you say that? And they said, okay, we got four reasons. We, don't, we you know, couldn't come up with more, but we'll stop here. She said, yeah, okay, tell me your reasons. And they said, well, first of all, only their creator understands their internal logic. Okay, all right. Well, then they speak a language that only other computers understand. Wow, the teacher couldn't even disagree with that. And then the third one, they store every mistake you ever make in their long-term memory for future retrieval. Okay. Well, that's true too. And number four, you never stop buying accessories for them. (laughs) Oh man. She just looked at the women goes, ladies, I'm drowning here. Help me, save me. They said, no, no, no. This thing's a guy. We'll tell you why we got four reasons too. Number one, they'll never do anything for you until you turn them on. Number two, you can give them all the information in the world and they still can't think for themselves. Number three, They claim to solve all your problems in life. But you know what? In real life, when push comes to shove, they're usually the problem. And most importantly, number four, you know, if you had just waited six months, you could have had a better one. (laughs) Okay. well, you know what? The the truth is, all of those things, we do feel that way about each other. We do struggle with those things together. But if you really think about all of those answers, there's a very consistent theme here. Men want to understand women because the truth is they want women to be happy, but women are tough to please. We're hard to make happy for men. And unfortunately, feminism and a lot of the political conflict gone on in the last few few decades, feminism has made men seem like pigs. I remember growing up and hearing from every angle and from every source the, the television I was watching. All I heard was that men don't respect women and we have to prove ourselves and we have to earn the respect that we deserve because men will never appreciate us. Well, that's not true. You know what? Men are very simple creatures, they're very basic. Some people call it primal, but they have a very few things in their life that they care about to an extreme degree. And you know what? Women are one of them. Men do have very passionate feelings about women and if you think about it all the things in life that are really important to men even if it's not directly about women will eventually affect women in some way because men want very much to create pleasure in women's lives okay so they want to have some good effect for women or some responsibility that they feel to women not for women but responsible to them. That's an obligation to give good things to women for them in their life. Well, the fact that they care this much about women means that they're going to be affected by the emotions of women. Now, again, this could be a good or a bad thing. So think about that in a pragmatic way. Ladies, when a man is feeling good about a woman, especially when he's the one making her feel good, everything in his world is completely right. And we know that again, when it comes just to nature, sex is the most important thing for a man, every man, because there's a strong, very constant desire inside of a man to make babies and keep the, the nature going. Okay. There are things that to him, well, you know what? they're important, but nothing really is more important than to make sure that his responsibility to keep life going happens. That needs to always be something that he is responsible for. So, you know what? I've heard the expression, a man only has enough blood for one head at a time. Well, that's kind of vulgar. And that's kind of demeaning to man. But you know what, it's true. But it's important. And it's something that we can as women appreciate about men, or we can be offended by it and insulted by it. Well, you know what, when a man has to get a job done, he'll get a job done. A woman can multitask. Well, you know what? Men, not so much. So let's just go ahead and agree to that too. When man has something on his mind, he's very focused on getting it done. That's not a bad thing. Okay. Science has actually shown that the synapses of a man's brain are very intense in one area at a time. There are the same number of synapses, the electric energy in a woman's brain as in a man's brain. But the difference is that the activity in a woman's brain is crossing over from one hemisphere to the other. So when a woman is going to do something, she's actually better when she's doing more than one thing at a time. Well, again, men are very basic. They only need to do one thing at a time because when they're doing it, it's a pretty important thing you know what, we have a lot of things as women that we need to get done every day. So we can do a larger number of actual things, but we won't have to do them for a long time or with the same amount of force because they can be described as menial things. And that's okay. There aren't many things in life that need to be done in an intense way or for an extended period of time, but they are still pretty important things to do. So, when a man is very attracted to a woman and he's feeling intensely in a carnal way about her, there's not much else on his mind. And again, that's okay because the things that we get to do together, those are great things and we all enjoy it. And we are created to enjoy each other when we're sharing our time together in that way. Now, the social differences between men and women mean that defining what's acceptable and what isn't is going to be a challenge. And you know what? While it's unfortunate, some men simply don't respect or appreciate women. They believe that an inappropriate treatment of a woman is okay. They think that they have the right to pretty much do and say and be whatever they want, whenever they want, with no accountability. And But you know what? That's not all men. That's not true of men. Naturally, men are very respectful creatures and they do appreciate women. They like women a lot. And you know what? Men like that, they're only that way because they have really profound personal issues that they need to deal with. They need to do it by themselves with the intervention of an expert in human behavior on their own before they ever get into a relationship. They have no right to be in a relationship. But let's talk about. You know what? That's only some men that are bad people. They say and do things to make women feel bad for no other reason than to make themselves feel more important. Sexual harassment. They do things and say things to make women feel powerless. But you know what? That's for their own gratification. There are just as many women who are also just as bad in different ways. They are demeaning and abusive and overbearing and annoying. These women, they don't care about how they make people feel. And they know full well that their behavior is inappropriate and uncalled for, but they continue to do these things because they are bad people too. Just as many men that would do these horrible things to women. Well, you know what? There are just as many women who do those horrible things to men. I haven't really spoken directly about it in any great detail, because there was still some issues that needed to be resolved. But I've mentioned it in the last few shows that I was in a shelter. I was in a shelter for homeless women for a while. I was in a temporary unfortunate situation, but it was a transitional situation. And I noticed the first day that I got there that there were men and women who were being abusive to people. How are they being abusive? And and they were torturing people. They were actually physically harming them. You know what? The, the company was CASS, C-A-S-S. And you know what? It was working through a, another company, HSC, Human Services um, Center. And it, it was in Phoenix. There was urine and feces everywhere in the bathroom, including on the stall walls and the toilets that were constantly flooding. No one cleaned them. The staff members say they had no access to cleaning products. So the residents have to buy their own. The trident guards scream and swear at the residents when they're the problem. They make threats and they don't follow through on them. The trident guards have to be managed by cast residents. They had to actually manage the guards because they didn't know how to defuse social tension created by people with mental disorders. When an incident occurred at 5.55 a.m., there were no guards around. And when I would find them, they would say, well, it's not my problem. My shift is over. If you want to tell me about it, you can. It sounds interesting. Then they walk away laughing. Their shift didn't even end for five more minutes, but they couldn't care less. You know what? There were just as many women doing these things, laughing at you when you're crying and begging for help. They called you names and insult you. Well, you know, they say they work for a different company, so they aren't authorized to stop the, the behavior of the different employees. Well, okay, the security company isn't the same as the actual employees in the, in the shelter. They put people on mattresses with no assigned number. Well, they have—they're supposed to have an assigned number on the ground. Yeah, because you have to sleep on the ground. They confiscate your blankets and your pillows, and then they come into the the room where you're all sleeping on the floor, and start screaming and clapping their hands and saying, "You have five minutes to get up!" And like it's—is this a prison or is this military? You know what? They loved it. They thrived on that negative energy and they loved to make other people miserable because they hated their lives. They knew that they were not respectable enough and the people who lived there thought of them as complete trash. They knew that the residents didn't trust them or respect them. So when they would make fun of the residents and call them names, people would ask them for help. They just loved to say, that's not my problem. It's not my job to fix your life. They would tell people they were worthless and they were failures and they would demean them while they were crying to their faces and just in front of the other guards as they were talking to each other about those people as they were suffering and in pain. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen, those guards were male and female. And the more time I would spend around them, observing them, the more I realized they were truly miserable people. The only reason people proactively pursue the opportunity to do emotional harm to another person is because they are a miserable person. When I wouldn't fight back or become defensive or emotional like they were, when they would insult me and threaten me because, you know what, I'm actually very confident and I don't let human waste like that affect me the way that the other residents were very affected by them. I would look them straight in the eyes and call them out on what they were doing. I would challenge their power and their legitimacy as an authority figure by exposing their ignorance and their insecurity. But I never crossed the line. And when I did that, they would immediately retreat and move on to the next person, right? The person behind me as they were doing their, their search. Yeah. The security guards, they would search you, your bags and your person. They wouldn't let you in the building. Okay. So and they soon realized that I wasn't going to let them demean me in the way that they would with the other residents, but I never called them names or insulted them back. I simply told them that I could see right through their act and I knew exactly what was going on. And if they continued to treat me in that way, I would expose it to the whole world and everyone would start laughing at them the way they were laughing at us. Okay. Well, you know what? <laughs> They didn't know what to do with that because when you try to conquer toxicity with evil, with that same negative energy, you don't get the good positive feelings back from them. All you do is augment the already very, very toxic situation and the synergy again, that becomes something even more destructive, not only to the people who are involved in the conflict, but to everybody around them who is observing the conflict or going to be, by extension, affected by that conflict. There are people who really do have that sickness and they really want to continue to have other people behave in that same sick way. But you know what? You have to have the strength of character and the good quality spirit and heart to not return evil for evil. You know what? If you want to make a head count of just as many women and men in the world who do heinous things to other people, I think you might be surprised at how many women there are, just as many as the number of men. But you know what? Then there are even worse people. There are men and women who have profound hatred for the opposite sex. Now, these people feel powerless and impotent. They don't don't want anyone to know that. So they take their social power to an extreme in a different way. They take something that is beautiful and wonderful and natural like sex, and they take it to a destructive extreme in the form of sexual harassment. So let's talk about that right now. The dictionary's definition of harassment is, quote, aggressive pressure or intimidation. The point of men sexually harassing women cuz let's let's be honest most women don't sexually harass men. When we're talking about a woman who is being sexually harassed by a man and she needs to use her power in a healthy and constructive way without doing harm to the man who is sexually harassing her. <clears throat> She needs to remember that the point of these men doing this kind of thing is to use their position in the workplace to force women to do things that are inappropriate and unacceptable. They're just more comfortable doing it in a setting that gives them more power than they know they genuinely deserve. Just like these guards in this shelter, they know that once they're out of their uniform and once they're on the street corner, no one will respect them because they are bad people. They are genuinely horrible people. And so anyone around them would say, there's no way I'm going to waste my time on trash. Like you, I have better people and I deserve better things in my life. I'm going to create good, positive things. Well, you know what men who sexually harass women, they know that in real life, they're not real men those men are not just immature and unprofessional. They are also selfish and weak, and they need to be stopped immediately because they have mental and emotional problems. They're not only doing damage to the women that they harass, but they're also creating a toxic environment that the people around them are working in and with as a result of their destructive behavior. They need to pay the price for the things that they're saying and doing They need to be severely punished, but you know what? The legal system is made up of standards that are, you know what? They're tough to enforce (laughs) and they're supposed to be enforced with specific procedures, but that demands careful time and attention to take a very close look at what's going on. And you know what? That would be the only way to know what should be done about it. The only way to know what's appropriate, what actions should be taken. Okay now that's a slow process if it's going to be a thorough one. So what has happened over time is that women who were not professionally involved in what was going on in the different high-profile cases still wanted to see the vindication of women who had very legitimate complaints, even if they were only an observer. Well, maybe it was because they saw it on a show. Maybe they heard it on the news. Maybe because they knew someone who knew someone that that happened to. And so as they were talking about these things, as they were hearing about these things, these women became impassioned and they had a lot of conviction about how things like that are bad, but they were never personally sexually harassed by any men. So they were just coming into the workforce and having to deal with it. Right. Once removed, they were constantly being told, And they were ready to defend themselves against any man who would ever do it to them. Well, as a widespread propaganda and as a result of it, the men who were not harassing women became afraid of being accused of doing it. Sometimes, you know, they would be disrespectful to women or inappropriate around women doing annoying things that were irritating and unnecessary, but they were not actually sexually harassing them in the same way that it was happening to the women who were fighting in legal cases to change what horrible predators were doing. You know, let's just say one thing, making women feel uncomfortable by being immature and disrespectful is not sexual harassment. It's not the same thing. It's just being annoying. Okay. But the definition became more and more blurred and ambiguous because there was so much subjective interpretation. And as a result, people became more frustrated and confrontational with each other. So then in an attempt to solve one kind of problem, a totally different kind of problem was created. And the residual effects have now done society harm not just in the workforce, but in casual social settings. Men and women are suspicious of each other before they ever meet. They're confrontational and defensive when they work together in all work environments. So let's take the time to just remove politics and the workforce, all that conflict setting, and choose to use our power to create peace and harmony between men and women in the workforce in society, without any unnecessary conflict. Let's just imagine we like each other. We both like each other, okay? Starting with that mindset, not only getting rid of any and all negativity, because that's never going to be completely possible. Men and women are always going to have certain kinds of conflict, But taking the approach of stimulating happiness and cooperation between men and women without having to have a power struggle on either side of any political line or any gender line. Let's do that by focusing on what's right about men and women and what's good about men and women, what we like each other for and what we like about each other and how we can all utilize those things that we like in a positive way, not only to stop sexual harassment, from happening in these toxic human beings, but preventing it, stop it from ever happening in the first place. Well, how can we do that? The key, the true key is knowing how to master the art of human interaction in all different ways, in all different settings. This is what I've been coaching people for almost 20 years now about the human interaction. I've said it many, many times. My listeners know this is my philosophy. There is no neutral energy in people. Their feelings are either positive or negative. People are either in a good mood or they're in a bad mood. The absence of positive is void. That is in and of itself negative. So if you are not coming from a positive place, you are not going to do things in a positive way You may be engaged in good activities, but the way you're doing them is more important than what you do for the simple reason that people are going to feel your energy and absorb it. So if it's not positive, the absence of that creates negativity, whether you want them to feel that way or not, whether you want them to care about you or not, that's just the way we're built and a person's feelings are always going to be the foundation for their choices. Their emotions are the basis of not only their actions, but also the energy that they will be exchanging with other people in their interaction. Their emotions are going to affect the person that they're interacting with. As an example, recently I was on the bus carrying several bags that had my hands completely full. I asked the bus driver if I could get everything on the bus first and then pay or if I needed to pay before I brought my things on. His response was, I don't care. Do whatever you want. Like he was angry with me for asking him such a stupid question. What he was trying to say was actually a positive thing. What he was trying to say was, he'd be fine with whatever decision I made. He was fine with it. But when I got on the bus again, he said, God. My response to him was, I was asking because some of the bus drivers in Phoenix care. And when they care, sometimes they're mean to me. When they're mean and disrespectful because they get angry, it matters to me. And I just wanted to avoid having a confrontation with you. I was trying to be considerate and respectful. He realized that the way he was treating me was unnecessary And it was because he was angry with other people on the bus and whatever had been done to him was being extended to the other people because he was interacting with me who had nothing to do. I had nothing to do with the original interaction that put him in a bad mood, but everyone observing (sighs) okay, the other passengers on the bus who were watching us looked at me and they looked at him and they immediately had an opinion about our interaction and it affected them emotionally. And the bus driver knows this. He knew this because he deals with people all day and he's watching people all day, even when he's not interacting with them. So he actually apologized and he calmed down and he became friendly and social with me. We ended up having a conversation on my bus ride. Proactively positive. That's the bottom line, people. When we interact with each other, our energy is either positive or negative. Even when we think we don't care, that is by definition negative, like the bus driver, because it means we're not going to be responsive to each other in a considerate and thoughtful way. That is a bad thing, period. Now, it's not always easy to be nice. It's not always easy to be in a good mood, okay? Have positive energy, but it's always worth it to spend the time and put forth the effort that are required for that to happen. A memorable experience that's a positive experience, creating pleasant thoughts and feelings for the people involved, lasts a lifetime for everyone. So let's start by thinking about relationships then in a a word that I like to use. It's an acronym, so we can see how successful human interaction between men and women can happen. It's like art, A R T. And more importantly, how being artful. In our interaction, can make sexual harassment extinct in the workplace, even if it feels like a slow process. A, appreciation. R, respect. And T, trust. Okay, let's face it, ladies, we are like art because we have that amazing ability to make men feel amazing things. Whether they're good things or bad things, they're pretty much always going to be intense ones. And when you have power, you affect people, whether you want to or not, like when we affect men, when we affect people, the things that happen as a result of things that we do, they really are about us. Now, what you do and what you affect other people, it's not your fault. It's not your problem because people who are doing things ultimately are accountable for themselves, but they are about you and you always have the opportunity to make people better or worse than they were before they interacted with you. You will have an impact. It's going to be a positive or a negative one. And right or wrong, when people interact with you, if they genuinely care about you, whether consciously or subconsciously, they're going to think about you when they do things. They're going to watch you more and listen to you more. They're going to imitate you because they appreciate and respect and trust you. They will believe what you say and make decisions based on those things. You know what? You might not want that to happen, but it will because that's how people are. So when you understand that people are affected by people and everything you do is going to affect people and everything that happens will affect someone and or something else, what you choose to do with your power is a direct display of the quality of your soul. And everyone will see the quality of your soul based on the quality of what you do. And the truth is men do care very much about what we say and do as women to them, with them. The things that we say and do in a good way and a bad way. Yeah, men can affect us but only if they really matter to us personally in a very special way. Generally speaking, we have the ability to ignore men and disregard them and they have to be very special to us. And even then we can be pretty hurtful and harmful to them when we're angry with them. I've always said a toxic woman can do exponentially more damage to a healthy man than a toxic man could ever do to a healthy woman. Men are very affected by everything we are. The fact is men aren't like women. Again, just like women are never going to be men. They are very responsive to what women think and feel as well as what they say and do. All women, all the time, in all settings. I was in a, a meeting a few nights ago with men and women. And you know what? The men were talking with each other the minute that a woman sat down the conversation changed, their energy changed, their behavior changed because men care very much about women. Okay. Even if the woman was doing the exact same thing that a man was doing, well, you know what? She'll never be seen the same. Okay. She'll never be felt the same way about as another man to a man. Because again, nature has put very important things, urges and thoughts and feelings inside of a man. They don't even have to be emotionally attached to a woman in order for those things to happen inside of them. Because the bottom line is men are very drawn to women. Men like women a lot and their carnal urges are strong, but so are their emotional urges. That's never going to change. And you know what, ladies, we don't want it to. Men aren't bad people just because those kinds of things are naturally going on inside of them. Nature makes sure certain things are going to get done and they're going to happen in the right way in the right time. And yeah, it's it's very pleasurable to us when we cooperate with nature and we work together to get those things done. Men simply have the responsibility as they're growing up to learn how to successfully harness and manage those thoughts and feelings, those biological processes that, again, we've said many times are very powerful, they're very forceful, they're very useful. It's just a man's responsibility to learn how to behave himself. Yeah, they can do that. That's not actually as hard as it may seem. It's the only way they're going to keep their behavior in check. And women do deserve to be treated with respect and consideration. Any man who does not believe that a woman, right, deserves that kind of treatment, doesn't deserve to be in the company of a fabulous woman. If a man doesn't believe that a woman deserves that honor and dignity and recognition and appreciation, you know what? He doesn't deserve to be around fabulous women. And again, ladies, we as women can use our deliciousness as leverage to show men how we will not only reward good behavior in men with our goodness, but they're going to lose that when they're bad. I've walked away from men when they've crossed the line. They literally lost their right to be in my life, experiencing my awesomeness. They love that I'm smart and fun and happy and gorgeous. And they want to be around me. When I create that positive energy with them, then I have the leverage to say, you know what? When you disrespect me, I'm going to walk away and I'm not going to come back. If you want the honor and the privilege of being around someone who's great, you have to treat me like you think I'm great. And men are absolutely willing to do that. Ladies, when you're being with a man, when you're around a man, are you the kind of person that a man would say, wow, I want to be around this person so much that I'm willing to say and do and be things that are tough for me to say and do and be just because being around her is so gratifying and it's so rewarding and it's so pleasurable for me. How often are you going to be the woman that a man would say? Absolutely. I'm, I'm sorry that I did that. I will change my behavior because you are worth changing my behavior for. The bottom line, certain things about men can never be eliminated or changed because that's okay to have these thoughts and feelings, okay? This just means it's all about how we display our thoughts and feelings. That includes men and women when we're intelligent and mature and responsible. Now, a woman successfully having positive interactions with men, all men in all settings, demands setting Clear and understandable boundaries immediately with those men over what is acceptable behavior for them when they're interacting with her and what is not. She needs to be direct and specific when she's communicating about what she wants and what she needs and how she thinks and how she feels about very specific behavior displayed by a man. Most of the time, women just assume that a man knows what she wants and needs. Or at the very least, he should know. But that's not true because so many women are so different. What one lady is very flattered by, another woman can see as a personal insult. That's another reason why sexual harassment needs to start being addressed in a very socially different way. So before we get into more specific details about this, ladies, ask yourselves now, thinking about the men that you personally know. How many of them genuinely in their hearts truly want to emotionally abuse women in the form of harassment, according to the definition of the dictionary that we talked about? Do the men in your life truly have malicious intentions or are they just immature? Are they ignorant? Do they really want to abuse women? Do they aggressively misuse their power or are they just irresponsible and uninformed? If you're not sure about the men in your life, try something out. Set down clear boundaries for men in a respectful and a specific way, telling them exactly what you would want them to do for you and see how they respond. That's the best way to find out what a man's actual intentions are. Give him the opportunity to share that with you, to show that, to display that when you are appreciative and respectful, and you give them that trust saying, I'm going to give you the opportunity to impress me and to create happiness and pleasure in my life, because I'm going to tell you what exactly would create that pleasure and that happiness for me. I think you might be surprised, pleasantly surprised that, yeah, a lot of men really would appreciate the opportunity to treat you with that dignity and in that wonderful way. So again, when we're going back to the letters A-R-T, arts like the expression of human creativity using our skills and imagination, okay, that can be very appreciated for the beauty and the power that it contains. Now, in order for human interaction to qualify as something that can be called beautiful and emotionally powerful, it requires profound thought and raw effort and focused energy. All people have the ability and the opportunity to create a beautiful experience when they interact with another person. But setting down boundaries for men is truly an art on the part of a woman. And the key is preventing the problem before it has ever had a chance to happen in the first place. A woman needs to do this kind of work in a preemptive way. She needs to be confident And assertive in the way that she interacts with a man so that he knows very clearly who she is and what she's about. Her words and actions will create art that anyone can clearly see, even the people she's not interacting with, they will appreciate that just by being around it. And again, emotional and mental manipulation to torture people may seem successful as a tactic socially, but again, let's be honest about what true success is. It's happiness. Negativity never creates happiness. So, when you get what you want by hurting people, you have become toxic and you're spreading your toxicity and harming people around you. So, when a woman displays appreciation and respect and trust shortly after meeting a man to set down boundaries for him, and specifying exactly how she expects him to treat her, she can successfully enforce those boundaries. And no man will sexually harass her when she does these things because any desire that he may have to disrespect her will go away. And if he's a toxic man, if he truly is a bad man, these things will repel him. He will immediately know that she's strong and healthy and confident and beautiful. He will look for someone who is weak and afraid and insecure. So starting with the letter A, appreciation. A woman needs to show genuine appreciation for a man in the moment that she meets him the same way that she would show that respect and appreciate the appreciation <clears throat> to a woman. Show a man that you genuinely value what he is as a person and what he does as a human. Demonstrate that you recognize that he is genuinely working to be a good person and that it matters to you. And so you appreciate that about him. Most men who are healthy people will respond immediately to that by saying with their words and their actions, thank you. I want you to continue to appreciate me, so I will continue to do things for you, with you, that you will continue to appreciate. Those things demand that acts of impropriety like sexual harassment never happen, because once a man hears you say that you genuinely and sincerely appreciate him, he will be personally more grateful to you. That will motivate him to be well-behaved. Okay, so the second letter, the R, respect, give a man the same respect shortly after meeting him the way that you would give it to a woman that you've never met or the way that you would want them to give it to you. Make it very clear to him and anyone watching you with him that you value what he has been and done in his life as a man that you respect him. Learn about something impressive and honorable that he's done and tell him that you like it and you know he will continue to perform on that level with you and that respect is something important to you. So when you do genuinely respect someone, it means they're a good person who does good things that you value. This will be very important to a man and something that he appreciates. A man will want to maintain that level of importance and honor in your eyes. He will not be inclined to do something stupid the way he might otherwise have been because it would potentially cost him that high regard that you have proactively given him as a gift. And the third letter T, trust. When you tell someone that you trust them, you're also saying that you are willing to give them the opportunity to impress you. You're putting a responsibility in their hands because you've basically said that you're absolutely certain that that person will live up to your expectations that come with your trusting them. Men care very much about women trusting them. A woman needs to work hard not to violate that And a man needs to work just as hard to not violate the trust that you personally and directly as a woman have given him and he knows it. When you tell a man you trust him, you're stating directly that you have expectations that he has to fulfill. But that means that your expectations have to be clearly defined, again, thoroughly explained to him. That means all of his questions have been completely answered to his satisfaction. He needs to know exactly what you expect him to do so that he can live up to those expectations. A man will naturally want to, unless he's a bad man. Again, in which case you need to learn that about him right away and do something about it right away. Because this also clearly demonstrates that you are confident as a woman. You are not afraid or weak. So you can choose for yourself who in your life you are going to extend that opportunity to. So all three of those things, appreciation and respect and trust are necessary in order to prevent sexual harassment. Because as I mentioned before, there are very clear principles and concepts that revolve around social power between men and women. Okay, so let's talk about those concepts and principles about social power in the context of harassment. Number one, sexual harassment is legally something very specific and should not be determined by a woman's bad feelings. There are specific behaviors that legally qualify as sexual harassment. Feelings are ambiguous and a man should not have to guess what a woman's feelings are. They need to be told. Number two, if you feel that what someone has said or done qualifies as harassment, it's your responsibility to speak directly to that person in a mature way about what exactly was done and why. Specifically, it is qualifying in your eyes as harassment based on your feelings. Number three, men are very naturally attracted to women and they genuinely value women's opinions. They don't like to fight with women, so they'll only disregard a woman when she's behaving in a way that they think is creating unnecessary conflict. Do not create unnecessary conflict. Number four, Men all over now, legally and politically, are scared of women in an emotionally intense way. So the universal social respect that they show women is not heartfelt. That spills over into their basic opinion of women and their personal belief about what kind of people women are. Ladies, number five, when it comes to demanding the performance and the display of a behavior, even when you win, you lose because it's not genuine. Men know... That, you know, when you force them to do things or not do things, the energy behind their actions is coming from a negative source because it's forced. And number six, ladies, be happy with yourself first. Before you ever come around a man, learn how to effectively get yourself into a high-quality emotional state. That's the only way you'll be able to establish your boundaries and enforce them around a man with a man without being confrontational and aggressive. That's exactly what you're trying to stop men from being, isn't it? Weak and insecure men who must do things like sexually harass women will never feel the desire to come around a happy and pleasantly confident woman. Number seven, predators only pursue insecure women because they're weak men. Keep that in mind. That right there will empower you. And here's a way to find out if a man's a predator. Interact with him in this way. Make direct eye contact with him. Maintain eye contact with him and say nothing. But have a look on your face like you're very calm and you're not worried about anything because you are a happy and strong woman. A staring contest with a confident woman will scare the life out of a predator. A direct eye contact with a confident woman will disarm most men. And you know what? That might be attractive to them. It's attractive to be the kind of man that would never disrespect or harass a woman yeah if he's a good person if a man is a bad person he's a predator people around him need to know about it yeah file a formal complaint go through appropriate channels as a confident woman speak about it publicly when you remain calm and proactive about making the workforce a better place people like sexual predators will clearly see it They will avoid you in the first place. And when they do, the other people, men and women that you work with and around will look to you and trust you. And they will, like those three letters, appreciate you and respect you and trust you. Genuine social empowerment is an art. Synergy is a powerful force. Use your power in a healthy way to inspire people Everyone in your world will do the same thing. As women, we have the power to move men to be better people or to propel their toxicity. When you are truly strong as a woman, you don't ever have to hurt anyone, male or female. And when you have healthy, positive energy, your energy will continue to move through the world well after you're done interacting with everyone, male and female. And ladies, we have a responsibility to support and inspire other ladies to be positive and healthy and strong. So when we create that synergy as women and then the men absorb our energy as people, we come together, we work together, we enjoy each other, and we will make better things happen in the world. The synergy that we have Instead of being negative, let's be positive And know that when we're positive, the exponentially better energy that we have is the synergy that will move the world everywhere. My name is Gabrielle Cardona. The power of synergy. Be powerful.